Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked. It's WrestleMania week, so this is WrestleMania Newsworthy, where literally everything is on the table and everything is newsworthy because, let's face it, we have absolutely no idea what we've actually put out into the ether over the last week. Uh, I am Agile Pearl, and I'm with Jeremy Lambert, as always. Jeremy, uh, how you feeling? How you doing? How are you surviving? Uh, it's, it's Friday morning. I got about six five six hours of sleep and you know back at it i'm gonna be up late again tonight by the time everybody listens to this uh yeah yeah it's wrestlemania week like i at the end of the day i can't complain i'm covering wrestling uh for for a living like it's it's not a terrible gig or anything i work really hard and i i I don't want to say like i train for this week but i certainly like mentally prepare for this week of like look i know that i'm gonna be locked into the desk from thursday to from thursday to, to sunday and there's a lot to do there's a lot to do and i'll go ahead and put her over right here like i ain't got the difficult job the wife has the difficult job we got kids she has the difficult job i'm writing about children in their underwear play fighting so afterwards she can do the same yeah <laughs> it's funny you're, you're writing news stories and this time i'm not in front of the camera i'm actually uh working from my desk and i'm editing audio and videos so the stuff that you see that sean is sending us that uh, we're putting up from interviews uh that's uh, a lot of that is me editing and cropping and putting it together for y'all so sean's doing the easy work of talking to talent and then i get to do the hard work of uh editing and make sure that everything is audible and visible and appealing. And then Jeremy has the harder work of writing about those interviews, especially when the audio or video is hard or unintelligible or uh, unappealing, which honestly, no one's unappealing. Let's face it. Maybe Sean. Sean's very unappealing. Um, I mean, usually, Joel, I know you do your your whole spiel of the five news stories that maybe you saw or it flew under the radar. I don't know the, the, the bit. Uh, They're sorry. all flying under the radar, Jeremy. They've all flown <laughs> under the radar. You either saw them or you didn't. And if you didn't, then guess what? There's another one coming right around the bend. So that that's usually what we do. We pick out five stories and I, I messaged Joel before this. I was like, look, I don't have five stories for this week. It's not because I don't have five stories. It's literally because I could do five stories per day at the, the rate that stuff has just like come out and all the stuff there is. So instead of you know, narrowing it down to five stories, just kind of go through certain things. There are some stuff that, uh, that I want to hit on, but the thing with mania week, and I, I say this, I say this all the time is like, there's always something to do in the world of covering wrestling. Cause there's no off season. There's a lot of interviews. There's so many podcasts nowadays. If you don't, if it's, if a WWE or an AW person isn't doing a podcast, an independent wrestler is probably doing a podcast that is a little bit more difficult to find, but it's probably out there. There's virtual signings. There's, there's so much to cover. And if it's not even like interview news, it should, could just be like news news that's out there. There's always something to do when it comes to this job. Mania week is the 1000 times like height of that. And that there's not only always something to do, there is, you don't even like need to take a break if, if you don't want to, uh, you know, during a normal week, it's like, okay, I can have lunch and there can be something to do, but it ain't that time. Mania week. It's like, no, you can do something like 24 seven. Uh, there's there's so many media appearances. Everybody is doing media, whether it's the media scrums that WWE does where you interview like eight people in, in, in short little clips and everything. And they do that across two days. People are doing the, the big radio hits. Charlotte Flair has done a lot of media this week. Bianca Belair did a lot of media early in the week. Uh, there, there's the Shawn Michaels is having impromptu press conferences at the same time. Tony Khan is doing his media call, which was hilarious. And and announcing NXT shows that are happening oh. on the same nights as AEW pay-per-views. So Jeremy, tell me it's not a war. Damn it. Oh, so, so okay. So let's, uh, let's talk about that. So we're going to be all over the place for, for this show. Uh, but, but let's actually talk about that because yes, Sean, they do this impromptu press conference. I, here I am. I'm on the Tony Khan media call. I'm like, like oh, okay, cool. I asked Sean, I was like, hey, when's the NXT call? 
this week? Like, what's going on with that? He's like, they haven't said anything. I was like, okay, like, I assume there's one at some point, but sure, they haven't said anything. And then I'm getting ready for the ROH media call. And all of a sudden I see Shawn Michaels is just done a, doing a press conference at media row or whatever for, for WrestleMania media center at WrestleMania. And I'm like, Oh, all right, guess we're doing that now. And then Tony Khan is Will Washington calls into the ROH call. He's like, Hey, Shawn Michaels just said this. And Tony Khan is like, I didn't know they were doing a media call at this time. That's, that's interesting. You know, he's like, Oh, that's in the spirit of the week with all the wrestling going on. And yes, during Sean's press conference, they announced an NXT show the same day. Not only the same day, because they've done same day or same weekend plenty of times. It's at the listed as the same time as Double or Nothing. So we're going to have dual shows going on on Memorial Day. And remember, the Saudi show is on that Saturday. So hooray for all of this. And, but Sean is asked about this by Ariel Hawani in an interview. And he's like, "What? what's going on here? And Sean is like, Oh, just the holidays, you know, like WWE does well in the holidays. This was the date given to us. This is what we picked. It's like, okay. Okay, Sean, if you say so. I mean, look, Sean ain't gonna, Sean ain't gonna be like, yeah, we're trying to do stuff. Like, is NXT going, like, we've seen this war, right? AEW won. They, they kicked them off of Wednesdays. But we know what NXT is doing. It is just, even, it's just trying to undercut, even if it takes, 2000 buys away from AEW because it's like, you know what? I can watch Peacock. I already got this. I'll just watch this instead of paying $50 for this AEW pay per view. It's just chopping at toes and you keep chopping at toes and eventually you work your way up to, to the head is what they're hoping for. I respect the pettiness. I got to be honest. First of all, we both know that in wrestling, nobody lies and everybody tells the truth. <laughs> so clearly, this is just Sean, you know. It, he, they didn't look at the calendar. There's no shared calendar between AEW and NXT. No, of course not. This is, yeah, it's very clearly that. It's fine. But uh, I'm, listen, this is, it's funny that we talk about, you know, WrestleMania. There's so much stuff going on. And then we literally just talked ourselves into what's happening in May and being like, oh, there's a Saudi pay-per-view and there's an NXT show and there's AEW double or nothing. And then there'll be a scrum after double or nothing. And I'm sure there'll be some press going into double or nothing. And I'm sure that... <laughs> It's basically going to be, it's not going to be Mania Week, but it's going to be a full court press weekend, similar yeah. to what we're dealing with right now. And um, I do wonder what went into them having this impromptu Shawn Michaels sit-down presser. Did somebody realize, oh, no, we haven't scheduled a call, and someone called an audible and just said, well, he's here, so let's just do it now. Or, like, I, I'd love to hear what went into the eventual conference call or impromptu session with Shawn Michaels. I think I'm not giving WWE the benefit of it out here. I think they knew when Tony's media call was and they were like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And they had, cause this was at the, again, the, the WrestleMania media center, all the media is there doing their car wash interviews with, uh, with all the talents on Thursday. It's like, Oh, Hey, everybody's here for this. Let's do the Shawn Michaels uh, press conference scrum at this at this moment, like when everybody kind of finishes up their car wash interviews. Did it just happen to perfectly align with the ROH call? Yes. Was that fully intentional? I don't think fully. I think it was a very curious uh, incident that 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 aligned up there i do think it was always their plan because they couldn't have done it on friday right but, but you know friday that only gives you a day of coverage where thursday you're getting a little bit more juice out of it so i think it happily aligned that it was the same time as the roh call uh but i do think it was always their plan of we're gonna do the, this impromptu press conference here because we have all the media here doing the car wash interviews do you think it would have been funnier if uh, on Saturday morning at 3 a.m., Shawn Michaels in the venue waiting for talent to arrive because their door time is what, 6 a.m. is call time yeah. for Stand and Deliver? It's just Shawn at 3 a.m. sitting with the UK media just being like, good morning, let's talk about NXT. I have a coffee, let's go. It's <laughs> the only uh, way it's working. Because no, like, like, that's the thing. You could have done it today, 100%. You could have done it Friday as, as we're recording. But um, again, we don't know how packed the schedule is 
in terms of NXT and everything. But I also agree with you that they probably saw, oh, TK is doing this. So maybe we can get away with, hey, Sean, what are you up to right now? <laughs> I don't know, just having a coffee, hanging out. All right. You want to come and do a thing? All right. <laughs> That's a good Shawn Michaels impression, I got to say. That's not Thank bad. You. Early yeah. in the morning, we're good to go. Yeah, it's not bad, honestly. Uh, I I don't know what goes into these decisions. I, I'm not giving the benefit of the doubt on how this all aligned, honestly. I'm not. They like, Do they have an AEW schedule? No, their competition is everything, Joel Pearl. Their competition is sleep. Uh, their competition is Disney. But I do. They, they clearly keep tabs on stuff and when, when what's running and when it's running. And again, I'm not mad at it. I love the pettiness. ROH is running a show the same night as, as SmackDown and everything. ROH has been running, uh, you know, for years, the same WrestleMania weekend, sometimes the same night, sometimes the same as when NXT was around. And then, you know, WrestleMania went two nights, so it'd be the same night as SmackDown and everything. They're there. It's WWE's right to have the media when they do. It's AEW, ROH is right to have the media when they do. I find it hilarious. I think it's great. I want more of it. Keep keep feeding me, feeding me this petty, these petty shots like uh, like other pettiness that happened during this week. Are you asking them to feed you more? No, we're not talking about that. <laughs> no, um, I do want to actually bring up uh, Rey Mysterio. There was a quote that ran where he's talking about this match is dedicated to all the fathers <laughs> to put up with their children. And I'm sitting here I'm like, Ray, you're the face of this. You're the good guy. Oh, who gives a shit? Ray rules. <laughs> Ray I popped. to beat up his kids. I popped so much for that. Ray's, done, Ray's another person that's done a shit ton of media this week, which understandable. He's going into the Hall of Fame. By the time everybody listens to this, he's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he's got a big match against Dominic. And everything so yeah a lot a lot of media for ray this was on the the jason show which this is what i mean by wrestlemania week you you get these appearances that typically they ain't touching wrestling they don't care about wrestling they don't know anything about wrestling but hey here's a wrestling thing because it's wrestlemania week so he's on the jason show he gives a bunch of cliche answers this guy clearly doesn't know too much about wrestling he's just given like generic questions of like what's going on this weekend oh who's your opponent type of thing and then at the end of it ray is just like the beating that i give my son is dedicated to all the fathers that are putting up with their kids like i am and i'm like oh it's it's a one sentence quote but this is gonna pop so big on twitter that i got no choice but to run it i ran it it, it popped big and oh it was so good ray knows what he's doing with this stuff i so this is like a this is like a five or six minute segment. I just pulled it up yeah. now. I I just want to point out that like this is how niche all of these interviews are. Going back to what you were mentioning, everyone and their mother gets an interview. The Jason Show, it, it looks like Oprah in yeah. like the smallest town you can think of because yeah. you have four rows of let's face it, older white women, and I see one two men older white men and they're all just watching this show and Rey Mysterio is on he's not in the audience uh, he's not in the studio he's he's uh, in via Skype or whatever but yeah anyone and their mothers can get onto the show apparently <laughs> I, I have no idea what the reach of the Jason show is like I I've never heard of this I imagine that it'll never run I probably will never hear of it again until you know somebody it's wrestlemania week next year they're like hey let's go on to the jason show type of thing um but yeah ray ray just shows up it's a very nondescript low-key show here's ray and he just drops this line and he, you know what he actually had some talk about like the mask and stuff like wearing the mask in public that, that was actually a good quote that i was about to run just to pull something from it for my time, even though it was only like a six minute interview, but then you drop the sign at the end. Ray is like underrated when it comes to, to media. You, Cause you think of Ray and the, the knock on Ray has always been like, Oh, not a good promo, not a good promo type of thing. And like, I don't think he's a bad promo or anything, but he's not, 
he's not a guy you think of when you think of like all-time great promos or something like that. But when it comes to like media, he's really good, obviously really well-spoken and can give like just good anecdotes. He's obviously got a long history with everything. So he's got plenty of stories to tell, but he understands like there's, there's a charm to like doing a lot of this media stuff. And Ray does that very well. The more I've listened to him this week, which again, has been a lot. Um, I realize just how good he is. And I, wish they'd probably do more media with him because i don't feel like he's done enough throughout his career and they've probably missed the boat a little bit on that i mean i wouldn't be shocked if he does a one-man show after he hangs it up under the wwe banner and i'm not i like i'm not being facetious like i think that they might offer him the opportunity if he wants to go out and do you know 45 to an hour of of stand-up about his career because he's had a ridiculous career in like the best way possible he's wrestled for every major promotion uh minus tna but like he's he's had let's just face it but he's like he was in all in he wrestled in ecw he wrestled wcw he was you know he was in the wwe but he has always had a spot and of course in in lucha in, in mexico he's always had a spot in wrestling and he has a really impressive resume uh and a really impressive story like he's been able to involve his family they basically have shares in louis vuitton because every time you see them on there that's what they're wearing that's just the way it is going back to the jason show i have now like started doing this deep dive into the jason show oh, on my youtube channel it's a daily entertainment talk show hosted by the by a twin cities so like a minneapolis st paul minnesota person uh named jason Uh, And I went into their videos and I went to their most popular one. Jeremy, I want you to take a guess as to what their most popular video could be um, given the, the markup of the demographics we discussed earlier. Like, like views. Like, is that what I'm guessing? Like views, their highest view Um, video. It might be the Ray video. Honestly, like I'm I'm not not even even close. Okay. I I don't know. The Ray video is at 599 views. Okay. okay. The top view from three years ago at 404,000 views, Psychic Maria's predictions for 2020. Oh, how'd that go? I'm, I'm very interested in this now. Because if she predicted that we'd be all, all be inside for the entire year, then you know what? The Jason show is my new news source. Well, I don't uh, think so because the second biggest one is Psychic Maria gives end of 2020 predictions to 270,000 views. And then there's kids baking championship winners and interviews of the likes. So once again, anyone and their mother can get an interview during WrestleMania a week of seems. Yeah, they're they're just they're just doing stuff like twin so Twin Cities, Minnesota, like this is a across the United States and Ray doesn't have ties to Minnesota. I don't think it's not like they're in Minnesota. This is literally just like the Jason show. This is a show and it seems like it's somewhat, I don't even know if it's popular or anything, but here you go. Here's Ray Mysterio. WrestleMania media week is the dumbest thing. You can find just stuff from all over and you've never heard of this stuff. It doesn't even like have a link to wrestling it doesn't even have a link to like where they're at or anything but it's like you know what you're doing media man you're doing media it's absolutely insane i'm just looking i don't get where it came from maybe the jason show wants to comment and tell us how this interview came together because i am just flabbergasted that's all i can do can can i get uh I, we need jason show cred so we can get some interviews honestly like that's what we need. jason show let us know how you get these interviews because i would like to interview wwe superstars oh that works i, I mean we uh, this channel fightful overbooked has more uh subscribers more followers than the jason show yeah we we should get these interviews i got we questions should. for a lot of these wrestlers that are not as generic i want to know uh what bianca belair was thinking when she saw Montez's forwarded face in the WrestleMania Performance Center. That's that's my big question for Bianca Belair. Speaking of wrestlers being interviewed on Overbooked, uh, do you want to talk about uh, your Gringo Loco interview? I know it was Spotlight, but obviously it's going to show up here on Overbooked shortly. Uh, do you want to talk about that and Gringo's uh, Gringo Loco's war- Wow World on Lucha show that's coming up? Yeah, it was good. Everyone go watch it on the spotlight and support Gringo Loco and World on Lucha because uh, again, Gringo Loco, very generous with his time. A big week for him, big week for a lot of independent wrestlers. So we appreciated that he gave us about 40 minutes uh, to talk to us on, on Tuesday night. So, oh, like 
Gringo Loco has re- reduced himself to doing our uh, stupid little show. So bless him. You know, I actually do want to talk about uh, something from that show. So people, yeah. people who listen listen to it, I asked Gringo Loco who would win a hypothetical street fight between Cody Rhodes and Eddie Kingston. Uh, this hypothetical question came up during our interview with Moe's, good friend of uh, the Spotlight because it was apparently a, a thing Jensen and Moe's used to, to, to debate. And I asked Gringo Loco this because one, I thought it was just funny uh, and bless him for like giving an answer and everything. And so this is now like going to be a staple of our interviews. As long as I feel the vibe is good with like the wrestlers and everything. I'm not trying to piss off any of the wrestlers of being like, Hey, who would win the street fight? Uh, but it, it's a, it's a fun, silly little question that can loosen things up or make some enemies. I guess uh, Jensen, by the way, so I'm going to peel back the curtain a lot here. Jensen was like, well, what if we ask uh, Ed Kingston and CM Punk? Like, what if we ask like who would win that fight? I was like, I don't know if we want to talk too much about CM Punk getting into fights uh, with other wrestlers because I don't like there's a charm to Eddie Kingston versus Cody Rhodes, right? It's like, Oh, I don't know what their personal relationship is, but, it's a funny little hypothetical thing. They obviously Eddie's first AEW match. The reason he got the contract was the Cody thing, everything CM Punk and Eddie Kingston seems to be some realness there that I don't know if wrestlers like are really going to want to weigh in on. So we're going to stick with Cody and Eddie. Hopefully wrestlers have fun with that. CM Punk was in the headlines again this week. Uh, you know, last week uh, he t- tweeted or instagrammed and deleted and then jonathan moxley gave his response and i thought moxley's response on renee's podcast was obviously fantastic john moxley rules and basically said he doesn't want to deal with this bullshit and everything and i don't blame him the big takeaway from that podcast for me joel pearl was john moxley and renee young renee paquette the sexual tension between them at the end of the show with like, you got great legs. legs. You got great legs. <laughs> you want to go touch legs and talk about it? Oh, baby. I'm just like, we're ready. We're going. It's baby. And then and then she has the interview with uh, with Barbie Blake, with Kelly Kelly. And she's like, oh, my baby gives me baby fever. And I'm just like, oh, it's connecting tissue. Let's go. I I love John Moxley and Renee Paquette. That's, that's like my favorite couple in wrestling they are so so great together that interview i love when renee is just like you're so cute just like they're just throwing out oh you're so handsome like you're bleeding all over the place like yeah it's a little turn off but you're so cute like look at this cute face it's like oh they're so adorable john moxley you think a big gruff man and everything and here's his wife just being got great legs got such a cute face so handsome oh it's it's fantastic i love them He's just got to stop eating ice cream in the damn bed. Yeah, that ruled too. That ruled as well. <laughs> uh, so good. Yet when the boxer's talking about wrestling, he's like, I like to s- explore things. And Renee's like, sexually? In the bedroom? Mark's like, well, eh, you know. <laughs> the answer <laughs> was the clearly best. yes. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. say it. They're the best. Who cares about the CM Punk stuff? I didn't give a shit about that. Just just give me the more the, the sexual tension between Renee and, and her husband because – that rules. Keep doing more interviews together, Renee. So what's really funny is um, you guys, I forgot when it was, but you were doing a show and I was watching and just commenting here and there. And you said like new episode with Mox drops and he's probably going to talk about the punk thing. And I said in the chat, I'm like, no, I think it was recorded the week before because there was the episode that Renee did with Emilio she says in that interview, she's like, oh, John just walked in. He's going to talk to me after we finish. And I was oh. like, and that's why. And then it, then it dawned on me because they, well, they started the podcast saying, we were supposed to record it last week, but then some stuff happened. And like, it wasn't even about the punk stuff. It was just, I guess, life got in the way and they didn't end up recording. And then the best thing possible for ratings happened and uh, the punk stuff happened. So, well, yeah, it was, it was the show I, I did on, on Monday, the, the like, little um radio wrestling show that i I was i had a lot of fun with um but yeah it it was that show but i saw the 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 announcement and renee said it in the announcement not like the tweet but then she did something on like instagram that i saw and it did say like 
and we're going to talk about the CM Punk comment. So it, I was not baselessly saying like, oh, they're going to talk about the CM Punk. Like they put that out there that they were going to talk about that. So don't doubt me, Joel Pearl. I, I had my I had a direct source on that when I mentioned that they were going to talk about the CM Punk stuff while I was uh, trying to hype it up a little bit. So yeah, they they, they talked about it. They never mentioned him by name. What's his dick is what they call what Moxley called him. <laughs> Well, what's his dick texted uh, our pal Dax during yeah. his lunch show? So I think that's where we were going. Let's talk about that for a sec. Um, also, uh, Sean showed up at that show for some reason. And yeah. Stage, so. Sure. His mic. I think his microphone worked there. No, it's, it was it was screwed up there as well. Oh, dear. Yeah. That's a problem. It's anyway, let's talk about Dax and what's his dick. <laughs> I mean, Dax did his live show uh, with the great Matt Coon and... CM Punk texted him and then they got a little CM Punk chant and there you go. I don't have much to say about this. Like I, I wrote an article about it because it's one of those things where there's so much to do during WrestleMania week. This was something to do. It's obviously going to you know garner attention and everything. Anything CM Punk right now is going to garner attention. So I was like, okay, hey, let's let's do this. Sure. Let's let's write this article that CM Punk text. I miss the fans like. I'm sure he does. There's a lot that goes into the CM Punk stuff right now. I feel like I've covered a lot of it. I don't have much more to to add to it. I'm sure Dax's show was great. I'm sure when I go back and listen to it, uh, I hope Sean Spears buries a bunch of people. That's hilarious to me. Um, but yeah, there ain't, there ain't too much to say about that. I was hoping Punk was going to show up. Like if he really wanted to do something, like don't text, just walk onto the stage. I mean, you tell everyone you're going to buy them all. I wish I had bought them all ice cream. Buy them all ice cream. Just be like, hey, can I, you know, can I, can you reimburse me? Like, come yeah. on, what is this? I wish I bought. Just do it, buddy. Call it in. I don't care what you need to do. Buy everyone an ice cream bar. Get your, get your ducks in a row and make it happen. None of this IG delete, tweet delete, text delete. I never said anything about ice cream. Well, you did. Here's the, here's the text. And then nobody gets ice cream. Jeremy, I want ice cream. That's all I want is ice cream. I'll go get some ice cream. Here's here's what I want to talk about, Joel Pearl. A lot, again, a lot of interviews this week. Bruce Pritchard did an interview, like an actual interview, not something to wrestle, uh, like an actual interview with the Press Box, which uh, I believe is a, a Ringer podcast. Um, or it's Ringer, a little bit of relationship with WWE there and everything. So he did an interview with the Press Box, and like they asked them about, they asked about Vince, and if Vince had returned and everything, he said, nope, Vince, Vince doesn't have any hand in creative, although now he's a WWE employee and is, uh, you know, going to be the executive chairman for at least a two-year term. Uh, but Bruce said, like, Vince hasn't given any creative input. Like, we saw him at the, the show referencing the Boston show where he was at. He's like, he said, hey, everyone's, everyone, great show. Good job, guys. And, and that was it. He also talked about we had the idea for Cody and Roman, like August 2022. That's when we kind of were planning Cody and Roman for, for WrestleMania. A very interesting interview because Bruce doesn't do a lot when he's on something to wrestle. I feel like all they run is like old shows nowadays. I don't even know if he's doing like new shows. Uh, but when they do, he doesn't talk too much about what's happening currently. It's largely just you know, the, the past stuff that him and Conrad are going to cover and everything. So, but this is the, this is the WrestleMania week push, right? Like you get somebody like Bruce Pritchard who doesn't do a ton of media outside of his own podcast where very controlled there. And he's out here doing a pretty big, like a podcast on the ringer network. So uh, that, that was a very good interview. I thought, I thought with Bruce, some of the stuff he, he said, like yeah, he's getting dance around certain stuff. He also gave comment on, on triple H as well. If you listen to the full thing, talking about what it's like working with him. So that was a good interview with Bruce. If people have not checked that out, but this is again, the, the WrestleMania week of like, you don't know who's going to pop up. Uh, you don't know who's going to pop up when it comes to these WrestleMania week interviews, people who just don't do a lot of media all of a sudden, are doing media. So next year, WrestleMania is in Philly and Fightful Overbooked will be open for all of your media needs. Uh, do not contact the Jason show. Contact Fightful <laughs> Overbooked. Okay? We, we can get an audience. Like, we can bring in our family and friends to, like, sit behind us and, like, clap. Or we can use, like, artificial clap. I don't know. Do I have one here? I, what no. was that? Those birds. Yeah. Huh? 
welcome, welcome to Fightful Overbook. There's, there's, that's it. <laughs> I, I, I thought about. I don't. I'm gonna get in trouble for for saying this. Um, you know, we we get kids. Uh, Joel Pearl, the wife, the wife and I, not uh, not me and you have. have well, we <laughs> might. You know, there, was, there was that one time. <laughs> um, I got kids. Uh, and I, the the wife and I were talking of like, hey, um, you know, we could you we could use one of them to do like interviews. Uh, I feel like the wrestlers would really enjoy Joel. You 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 know the kids like you know which one to oh, do yeah. in the yeah. interviews yeah yeah like you can't she just this the show would be stolen with, with this with this child like they, the amount of times the amount of times that my wife has been like you want to take the baby with you to the interviews they'll probably love it and i'm like yes they probably will except then i'm screwed because i have to sit here holding a microphone and hoping that the kid's not grabbing at the microphone yeah. yelling and screaming in my face or wanting to run around the people tell it will love them Absolutely, don't get me wrong, but like, I think a baby's conducive to running the interview circuits. Right, right. Like a, a baby is, is a little different. Like our kids are a little bit older, so you know they they know what's going on and everything. It, it's just you know let 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 the kid run the interview, ask the questions and everything. Uh, so WrestleMania, I'm gonna use the children to to curry favor with the the WWE superstars because uh, you know you can't you can't turn away kids they're adorable absolutely adorable yeah adorable kids make adorable uh content yeah so so AJ we've awesome. been told yeah aj awesome yeah, he's like he he's like 20 dog? now <laughs> he's just perpetually small <laughs> it's izzy it's izzy mania that's that's what it is it's izzy just trying to do yeah I, izzy's izzy's like 25 right yeah pretty much i Let's have no idea that. how old any of any of them are i'm sorry they it's just it's just crazy because like we've been doing this for so long and like i i know izzy i know aj awesome like i don't i've i've, I've met izzy personally uh, i don't think i've met aj personally but like you know five years ago when they were doing this i guess four years ago with AEW and everything like they they're just small and it's like oh yeah it's them izzy was bailey nxt era stuff which was a long time ago at this point and now you see them and like they are like not adults, but you just see them grow and it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm friggin' old. <laughs> that's that's basically the, the punchline here is I'm friggin' old. We've had that realization a few times over WrestleMania week. Jeff and I did a show last weekend where we realized how many WrestleManias has it been? Oh, this is 39. Jeff's like, I've watched them all live. And I'm like, yes, you're old, Jeff Hawkins. So go yeah. check that out. It's on Fightful Overbooked. Uh, Ray was on after the bell, by the way. So uh, there's another interview for Ray Mysterio. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not listen to that, um, but I'm, I'm sure it was I'm sure it was great. I, I know we got a couple articles out of that. One one like just went up, and, and another one is a uh, I assume running tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, Ray Ray doing a lot of media man. The media man, not Righteous Reg, but the media man uh, Ray Mysterio out there. You know, there's a lot of media this week. Nick Khan's done a ton of friggin' media. Uh, that's typical though that that is a mix on staple when there's a big yeah. event you know i remember when i went to vegas for SummerSlam, his interview with ariel hawani made big headlines uh yeah. and it dropped the day after SummerSlam. that was a big deal but yeah he's he's out there especially now with the sale looming he's got to get ahead of all the the conversation and the clickety clack i like that nick khan does so many interviews like he dances his way around a lot of topics he's you know he's he's an executive he's a high power figure he understands how this stuff works people like i think you mentioned this of uh, when he was like oh yeah you know vince runs wwe there's only one person who runs wwe and it's vince it's like yeah that was and people were like well there you go he just said the quiet part out loud it's like the quiet part was said out loud when he came back and was like i'm majority shareholder and you ain't doing shit without me <laughs> like that was when it was said out loud and then of course the the filing came out of like yeah he's executive chairman and we knew he was voted he was voted chairman of the board uh when he came back and stuff so you know said the quiet part out loud it's we we knew this like when he came back to the board this was all very known he's not in name the president or the ceo or anything like that anymore but as the controlling shareholder he's always had 
this power and he's utilized this power to get back to where he was. So people, well, people are going to make headlines out of anything. I'm not one to talk about that, right? Like I'm going to make a headline out of anything. So Nick Khan saying that, yes, it's a headline. It's a, it's a good quote. It's, I understand why you would run that. It, it, it's newsworthy. Um, but and this happens a lot with, yes, uh, this happens a lot when, when it comes to this stuff is like, people will just read the headline and it's like, there you go. It's there. And it's like, do you, like, the information's already out there. Like you, do you really need this person to say this to, for it to like click with you? And I guess some people do, which, okay. But to me, when I read that, it's like, yeah, it's a news article for sure. But it's also just a very, like, it ain't, it ain't that new. Like it ain't, it ain't that big of, of a deal to where we need to just like all freak out and stuff. Like it's how it's been since January. Did you know that Vince McMahon is going to be at WrestleMania? And this is a huge deal. That one was hilarious to me. That one was that's really awesome. hilarious. That's yeah. that's how you know that people are either 16 years old and on Twitter or just completely unaware of how business runs. Yeah, that one. Again, I get why like websites are aggregating. I get why like it's reported and stuff. It's like Vince McMahon news. Yes, this is definitely like new Vince is going to be there. I think we reported when Vince was like back in the offices and everything like it's news. I get and my job as a news writer is not always to just write the stuff that I'm like, well, this is dumb. Yeah. Duh. Duh. This is what's happening and everything. Like it's to write stuff that I think people are interested in and that I think will hit with people and will start a conversation and things like that. So Vince McMahon being at WrestleMania is a conversation starter and everything. It's when people try to, they don't try, they do it. Like the discourse around all of it is like, Vince is there. What does this mean? It's like, well, it means the same thing it's meant since January when he said he was going to return and lead media rights negotiations. And they've said since then, WrestleMania is a big weekend for media rights negotiations because it's in Los Angeles and we got a bunch of executives here taking in the show. So yeah, Vince is going to be there for that. Here's a big question, Jeremy. Will he have the mustache still? I hope so. I hope I so. There's you can bet on him like appearing on the show. Do you think he appears on the show? No, not, not um, intentionally. I don't think he does intentionally appear. I don't, I wondered if like, I don't think it's going to be like a big, like, Hey, here's Vince McMahon. Trot him out there. No chance in hell type thing. I could see I, the odds are like really good. It's like plus 2000. Uh, watch wrestling with are, the- I think it's everyone's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, yeah, but the like the odd like if you want to bet on this, you, you can uh, again watch wrestling with the odds. Uh, myself and Jared Bailey. Um, it's like plus two thousand. So if you want to throw like a dollar on this or something, there's potentially he's up in his skybox and stuff, and they're like they just show him up there. Here's Vince McMahon. Yeah, I if you're gonna bet on it, hey, throw a dollar on it. Maybe you get the skybox appearance. No, because their reaction will be the opposite of this. Oh. Yeah. It'll be yeah. the opposite of that. But um, what you know what I would do if they ever did a segment with him because Stacy Keebler is going into the Hall of Fame, they need some sort of interaction where she slaps him in the face and calls him a sexist. And that's it. And it's like that's for Tori. Because remember how Tori came into the WWF? This yeah. is like, man, that's for Tori. We're in, we're we've changed. We are better than this. And then literally the entire women's division is behind her, just going, Woo! Oh, they're doing this. I'm going to get yeah. a lot of mileage out of this board. <laughs> oh, God. I hate you so much. Cannot stand you. <laughs> this is the last newsworthy ever right here because I will not stand for any of this nonsense. Um, is, there no right. is there no more news? There's no more news. The news is over after WrestleMania week. Just I get it. dead. We're dead in the news now that WrestleMania week is over. Um, I have a of interviews still sitting in the can, too. That Effie interview should probably drop before Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Uh, I, it's written. Like, it's written. I, I might just go ahead and... But the interview hasn't dropped, though. Like, the articles no. are no, the article well, they're done, but they're not they're not dropped. Is the interview published? The interview is probably not published. No, because I would okay. have already promoted it. That and the speedball interview. 
yeah, all the articles are done. I, you know, I cracked the whip on that stuff. Like, get yeah. get this shit done. Uh, and the Cardona one hasn't been. Well, the Cardona one's just funny. We don't have to release that right away. Oh, I I re I re listened to. Get really get in trouble now. Um, so <laughs> his interview, his answer on what he likes to eat. Oh my god. <laughs> I, uh, I can't wait until people see this. <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody watches this show. This is no. like a show because it's taped and it's not live. Wife doesn't watch the show. I can get in trouble. Don't, don't people don't make out. it into the 40 minute mark of this show yeah. normally. Don't nobody sell me out on this, but I played this for the wife because I, I don't give that purse. I give the same answer when she asked me like, what do you want for dinner? <laughs> 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 people just glued in, but whatever. We're not. And the Janella interview is also really funny. Can I, I? I will tell you this. So I did an interview with Joey Janella, and um, at one point in the video, Janella's giving pretty dry answers, but they're still funny. And he, and one of the questions I asked, he's like, "Oh shit, that's like a really good question. I'm not prepared for this." I'm like, did I just break Joey Janella? And <laughs> then, I think he took that as a not he took that as a challenge because then he broke me later in the interview and he got me so uh they're they're really funny but yeah janella speedball and effie they're all uh waiting to come out but those are some fun interviews that we did for um just after gcw in toronto last week uh, cardona cardona interview is uh is really good i'll, I'll put you over on that one that one's really so good. i i will i i will pull the curtain back uh, everyone was great. Like nobody, nobody gave us a hassle about doing an interview. Cardona was hard because he was, I think only staying for like the first half of the show and then going, that was it. He was jetting. So he's out at the front of the room trying to sell his, his gimmicks. Right. And he's, and, and we're like, I talked about this on Kate and Joel that like the venue they held it in is typically a concert venue where like, there's no random spaces that we can go to just to shoot an interview in in silence so we did it with effie because we did it before doors or just as doors were opening but with matt cardona he was like i gotta sell my stuff i gotta make a living i'm like understood no problem we'll do it we'll stand and we'll do it i then had to go with tim wait downstairs at the entrance this is where he's hawking his stuff is at the entrances people are coming in people want photos people want autographs and i'm like i want to respect matt cardona's business so eventually he grabbed us and he was like, Hey, if you want to do it, we'll do it quick. He's like, how long do you need? I said, if it's five minutes, that's more than enough. So uh, we went in and we did it and he was great. Just wonderful. But uh, yeah, he's the only one that we like grabbed our shit and like ran to a different location for because Cardona, like Cardona does so well. at like the merch table too, that like, I, I remember when I went to AIW and Cardona and Chelsea were there selling, selling the gimmicks and everything. And I, I eventually got the video, but I was like, I'm going to just ask him to be like, hey, say fuck Sean Ross Sapp. Can you do that for me? And he did it. But like his merch line was like so long and stuff. And like every time I wanted to like go down there and everything, I was like somebody else would just knew would come up. And he, he's very personable. He's like chatting with everybody and everything. Like, and, and so I was like, I don't want to like interrupt all that. Finally, there was like a little bit of a break where I went down there. I was like, hey, can you like... I work, for, I work with Fightful. I know Sean, like, can you be like Sean Ross Sapp, fuck you. And he did it. And it was like a great and everything. I was like, he's going to charge me for this. He's going to charge me like five bucks to do this thing. He's like, I don't do these, I don't do these bits for free. Fortunately he did it, but I was, I was ready. I was like, baby, you got, you got money. You got like a five on you. You got a 10 on you or something. Like he's going to, he's going to ask me this. All I got is my credit card on me. So we got any, we got any dollar bills here. Uh, Cardona, <laughs> Cardona is like, He's one of my favorite people to like cover because he's very, he knows what he's doing. He's a very good self promoter, fantastic self promoter, and like he he gets it right. Like he he one hundred percent gets it. So shout out Matt Cardona. And and like just to put a bow on the 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 conversation with at least interviewing wrestlers, um, you and I have talked about this before, right? It is about navigating the interview and understanding what each talent is going to present as some will present as their character some will present as themselves some are somewhere in the middle matt cardona just presents as his character because yeah. uh, you know you meet him at the merch table he is a very sweet and kind dude and then red light goes on and he is matt cardona the character that's as long as you know that and you navigate that you're gonna have a great conversation same thing with effie you know when people see the interview like 
Effie is very much like himself, like the like the person that he is. But there's a little tinge of difference here and there, and you'll see it come out in this in this conversation that he and I have. So, um, yeah, it, it is about navigating the, the the person that you're speaking to. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like you got to understand that going into uh, these interviews and everything. Uh, before we like fully, fully wrap this up, Joel Pearl, because we're no, we're at forty five minutes. Um, but you know, a lot of media this week, and I could narrow it down to just. Five so i'm just gonna like throw out i'm gonna go through essentially my archive that i've done this week and just throw out just a lot of good stuff that has been covered that people should just check out and everything and it's a way to also put myself over because i do a lot of good work joel and that's why we're here yeah this is the show where i do put myself over i don't feel like i put myself over enough uh overall of the grand scheme of things when it comes to the overall work that i do uh top dollar did an interview with uh k adams on up and adams uh talking about the the botched dive and how his leg is still like recovering from that top dollar very nice guy um and to hear him talk about that k adams like up and Adams, she it's a fan duel podcast and stuff Typically, you ain't going to see a whole lot of wrestlers on that. But she had a good relationship with, with Top Dollar. They seemed like they knew each other from his NFL playing days and stuff. So it was a really fun interview uh, with him. So people can, can go check that out. Bailey's done a lot of media. She's talked about Mercedes and some of uh, the the interviews. So she like she was on Ringer Wrestling and Mask Men, which is same like it's all the Ringer stuff. But but Bailey is very good in interviews. Um, sometimes she'll she'll say a lot, and other times she might pull back a little bit but if you get her in a, in a setting where there's like a lot of time she's usually pretty uh pretty open with stuff so so bailey's done a ton of media logan paul made made some headlines on his own podcast just saying that his wb contract is up and then he was interviewed by uh ariel hawani and you know asked like hey what's what's going on here like do you want to renew everything he's like yeah like you know we're, we're probably going to renew it seems like logan wants it i can't imagine why wwe wouldn't want it uh it seems like they're getting fairly good return on that at least when it comes to like social numbers and things like that so i imagine they'll renew that uh so yeah logan paul made made some headlines on his own podcast then hawani uh i was gonna put Hawani over as an interview and i do think he's good because he does very good of asking like follow-up questions and stuff but what was hilarious about this interview is logan paul's like putting over the miz and hawani's like why like i feel like that should have been a big program between you and the Miz, like you, you turned on him, like you should have been, been pro. And Logan's like, yeah, like it was like, we, you know, he, he turned on me and like, we did stuff. He's like, but there, there was no big singles match. I feel like you guys should have had a big singles match. And Logan's like, we did at SummerSlam. Like we, we had a singles match at SummerSlam and like Logan's doubting himself that he had this match against the Miz at SummerSlam because Helwani just could not remember that this match with Miz happened at SummerSlam. Uh, Hawani is a very good interviewer, but him like just not remembering this match at all. I don't know if what that speaks to. He tried to save it of being like, oh, a heel. I wanted you as a heel in that match. And then Logan's like, yeah, I'm much better as a heel. I'm like, okay. Like you clearly just didn't remember they had this match at SummerSlam. <laughs> he just, he misses Tommaso Ciampa so much that he blocked it <laughs> out of his memory that Tommaso Ciampa was there, but clearly the match never happened. That's all. <laughs> That's clearly what happened. That's very funny. I didn't realize that Hawani did that. That's a funny, that's a funny moment. That's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Hawani also ran into like Sami Zayn in a hotel lobby and is like, hey, you main eventing night one of WrestleMania. And Sam's like, don't know. Like, we'll see. Let it play out. Uh, but that was like that wasn't like an official interview, but like their conversation, they're clearly friends and everything. Like that was a reference, like Hawani appearing on WWE TV, and there was some banter about that and stuff. So that was that was a really fun thing. That, that happened uh what else do we have of uh, just tony khan did a you know media call he said some stuff i thought that kind of the most interesting thing which isn't like super uh out of the ordinary but mark briscoe saying that like yeah i'm not down with like they doing like tag team wrestling stuff anymore obviously makes sense given given everything that happened uh but tony khan basically like confirming that yeah mark's not gonna really be doing tag like trios fine singles fine tag team no not really doing that so i thought that was some there was some interesting little tidbits in the tony Khan uh media call you know joel since nobody makes it this far in the show anyway i was on the media call and i don't do sean usually handles all the media calls uh but since he was in la 
I was on this one. They didn't call on me probably because they thought I was going to ask like some, you know, pop myself question of like, Hey, Tony going to keep the press conference under 45 minutes on Friday with ROH. You know, I I'd be a dick and do something like that. Tony, what about CM Punk? You're going to bring him into ROH type of thing. Here's, here was my legitimate question for, for Tony Khan, for those who are listening to this, they'll listen to this. If Tony Khan is somehow listening to this, give me the Brian Danielson podcast, please. Uh, but if anybody's listening, my question for Tony was, he's spoken very openly. He, he'd spoken about this on the, the media call as well. Of like ROH is kind of like, it's more relaxing for him to book because he doesn't have to worry about hitting certain time cues, worrying about minute by minute, worry about quarter by quarter ratings and things like that. Like making sure, you know, you got to do an ad break here. You got to go, uh, you got to wrap things up by here. Of like, oh, can't run a video package too long. You know, they ran that big Eddie Kingston, Claudio video package. Shout out to uh, Joseph Mazzio. By the way, he does fantastic work. Um, they ran that video package. It's like you couldn't run that five-minute video package on AEW television. Like you just can't. And, and so he talks about just how relaxed and how much fun he's having booking ROH because he doesn't have what are basically TV time constraints, right? So I was going to ask him, with all that said, like, are you still pursuing like a TV distribution deal for ROH? Because then you would have to deal with that stuff all over again. So that was going to be my question to Tony Khan. Is that a good question? I don't know. I thought it was halfway decent, but I think it's a good question. question. I think it's going to, I think it would end with him being like, we're always looking for opportunities, blah, 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 yeah. blah, which is fine. But I think just to get people talking get people thinking like it is, listen, it is good that he's feeling confident about the ROH product and it's good that he's enjoying booking it because clearly the fans are enjoying it as well. That being said, if television is your big plan, well, TV comes with all the things that you said you'd like being like, like about a web-based program that just gets swept away immediately. So like, are you willing to make that sacrifice? And are you willing to um, figure out a way to still make it an enjoyable product for yourself and for others at the same time? So I think it's a good question to ask. I do. His response probably would have been canned, but whatever. (laughs) <laughs> probably but like i always expect that with, with on a lot of these media calls like you're just you're gonna get what you get right i i was at least gonna try to go with a question that i knew wasn't gonna be like hey we're not gonna comment on that or you know i wasn't gonna just pop myself to pop myself I don't know. I, as i as i tweeted i'm on the call it's time to be a professional i can be a professional when i need to be a professional Joel Pearl. Otherwise, I'm you know just here here for the pops. Love the pops. Love to be a part of the pop. When I see a good pop, I want to be part of it. Shout out Sammy Zane. Uh, Biggie has done a bunch of media this week. He said that he has not had his one year checkup yet. Uh, he said that's going to be after Mania, and then we'll see how things are. Part of me, part of me thinks he's working here. Yeah. Part of me thinks he's working. What do you? Think? I kind of agree. I kind of agree with that. Um, and if if you know the dark Twitter rumblings are true and there is some talk of having him. And and I've been saying this for a little while. Like it'd be really nice to have him be a part of something at WrestleMania on like not physical necessarily, but something where he introduced the new day. But of course, Kofi's down as well with injury and it kind of washed them away. But just to have the three of them on screen at one point, um, I think that'd be, that'd be great. It'd be the first time that the three of them would be on screen together since Biggie was injured on, on WWE television. So uh, that'd be a nice pop, but I don't know what to expect. He could very well be telling the truth because he could be waiting until Kofi is closer to being okay because he also just had surgery on his, was it his ankle? Yeah. Ankle. Yeah. Yeah. So he got his stitches out. He, he tweeted that he got his stitches out, which is great. I'm, and I'm hoping that his, his recovery is speedy. Uh, and, and with Biggie, it's possible that, you know, he's, playing it cool because he wants to maybe all come back together as one happy unit, but I guess we'll see, but I wouldn't be surprised if he had the, uh, the, the doctor's visit so far. Miz is hosting WrestleMania. Miz is out there doing Miz things. Miz spiels talking about balls and things like that. And all of a sudden you hear it, Joel, Oh, Los Angeles. I, I had a whole thing tweeted out. I forget what it was. Oh, you know what it was? It was going to be LA Knight and The Miz teaming up to take on 
New Day with uh, Big E doing the intro and then Woods and Kofi doing the match. But obviously we can't do that. So this is before the 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 Kofi injury. Right. Um and of course then the conversation shifted to LA Knight and Stone Cold Steve Austin having a uh, a face to face, which is something that people have posited. And I'm I am heavily on this train of just watching, yeah, what? Yeah, <laughs> just over and over again. And then and then Austin just being like, You look stupid. And then LA Knight just being like, What? <laughs> I gotta see uh, it. I look, I'm fine with that. I, I think that would be a fun promo. J- Steven Jensen hates LA Knight. I did not know that until our show on Thursday. We got beef with him. We got beef with Steven. Nope. Steven Jensen, we got beef with him. We no longer put over any of his work as good as he is. <laughs> we cannot anymore discuss Steven Jensen. Uh, Bobby Lashley did, did some media. Doesn't really know what he's doing at WrestleMania. That's what we told uh, the great Denise Salcedo. So we, we'll see what happens with Bobby Lashley. Here's one for you, Joel. We mentioned liars earlier. Cody Rhodes says he was close to getting into a fist fight with Seth Rollins. This was tremendous. He was on the damn Levitard show and he's talking about this. This is, and I love it because like the, the bit is like everybody quote tweets with the headline, the Danielson headline of like, love the lie. Cody Rhodes taught me how fun lying was. <laughs> like everybody is in on this stuff now, which absolutely rules. So like, was he close to getting into a fist fight with Seth Rollins? I don't think so. I think this is, you know, work, fun work stuff, but <laughs> this is a rule. When I heard this, I was like, oh yeah, we're, we're running this. I'm sure it's a lie, but we're running this shit. <laughs> Cody Guevara over here wanting to get into a fist fight <laughs> with, with uh, Seth Kingston. That's what we're doing. Oh, Seth, Seth Andrade. <laughs> Seth Andrade. Uh, man, Cody's the best. So much media. He's, he's the friggin' best. I love, I absolutely love Cody. I'm probably going to listen to a Cody Rhodes interview right after we finish this up. Uh, Alexa did a lot of media talking about like her WrestleMania status, appearing on the Masked Singer and everything. I, I do think there was a plan for her to be back at Mania with the Bray Wyatt stuff. It seemed pretty obvious that's where they were going with everything. Who knows now what's going to happen with uh, with Bray um, because we don't know if he's going to be on the show or or anything like that. But I definitely think like that was that was a plan with things. Yeah, uh, Bailey. Bailey mentioned that she was gonna gonna start a wrestling school. Uh, that that was a cool to be you podcast, and this was actually referenced. The, this this article, I didn't get any credit. Feifel didn't get any credit. Very mad about that. Maybe they didn't see it originally from us, but I know we were the original ones who who posted it. Um, but this was referenced in uh, one of her Ringer podcasts. So there you go for for anybody out there who cares about that kind of stuff like I do. Um, uh, Danielson did this was an old interview that he did with our, our pal uh, Cameron Hawkins Seahawk for the ringer article but the audio was released for it and I listened to that whole thing because I love my Brian Danielson podcast I'm gonna soon be co-hosting a podcast with him uh but yeah the the audio was released for that so people can check that out if, if they would like to uh to do that but that was a really good interview that, that cam did with uh with Brian Danielson I think that's everything that you know this is Friday morning, we're recording this. By the time everybody hears this, there's probably going to be another uh, 20 interviews that I've listened to. Uh, but big media week for, for WrestleMania. No shortage of stuff to do. Busy week. Fun week. Fun, funnest week of the year. Let, let's let's be honest about it. it is someone who, for the most part, enjoys doing this job. Uh, this is a week where it's like there's just no shortage of things to do. And it's fun hearing from people that you don't get to hear from. A lot because WWE likes to send out their usual talent uh, to do these interviews and stuff. But for this week, you get more uh, of uh, more of a mix of people. And not only that, you get them on like different shows in different environments. And sometimes it's not great. A lot of times it's just very cliche, generic kind of stuff. Uh, but sometimes they are in a fun environment where they will give like fun answers and everything. So it's, it's a fun week for, for people like me who uh, really like this stuff. Yeah, this is a really fun week. Like you said, and I'm, I, I love the people who ask out-of-the-box questions that are not necessarily wrestling-related. I want to know, you know, what your food habits are on the road. I want to know what weird stuff you're into when you're not in a wrestling ring. It's the same thing in music, right? You're, you're, on, you're, you're off for 23 hours of the day to work for that one hour or less, in some cases, during the TV time. I want to know what those 23 hours are like. 
I want to know what you're up to, what you're into, what you want to do. So uh, not everything has to be this big giant scoop of, an, of a story. Sometimes it's just a human interest piece. And that's kind of my favorite part of uh, talking yeah. to wrestlers. Yeah. And you can find all of those over at Fightful.com. And uh, if you do an author's search, just search for Joel Pearl. I mean, Jeremy Lander. Eh, both of us are fine. Uh, Jeremy, is there anything else you want to put over before we uh, knock it off? Don't follow me on Twitter. Follow. Don't follow Steve Jensen anymore because uh, he he doesn't like LA Knight. Just wait, off. wait, 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 wait. Follow Steven Jensen at Fight Talk underscore. His DMs are open for the next like 24 hours. DM him LA Knight gifts, gifs, whatever you want to call them. Just DM those to him because his DMs are open for 24 hours. He doesn't like spam DMs. Now's your chance to show him how great LA Knight is. If people do this, I hope Steven Jensen threatens to fight you. <laughs> um, yeah, follow, follow Steven Jensen if you want. Twitter's going to, by the time everybody hears this, it's dead anyway because the verification system has been screwed over. Uh, so nobody's on Twitter. Don't follow anybody on Twitter. Twitter Twitter died. Go to Mastodon. That's a thing still, right? Kind of. I have no idea. I never joined it. Never cared. I tried and I, I failed. I'm sorry. Didn't do yeah. it. T2.0 T or whatever they're going to call it. That's that's the next one. Sure. Sure. Uh, I'm at Joel Pearl on other forms of social media as well. So you can follow us there. And again, go check out the Fightful socials. Go check out the Fightful YouTube channel because those will have a lot of the interviews that we're referencing, uh, at least the ones that are in-house. Everything else is on Fightful.com. And uh, Jeremy is writing all the stories. Nobody else. Not not one person. There's no one else on the news team. It's just Jeremy Lambert. No, no. I, I'll put over uh, the news team, Colin, Skyler, and Robert. Like they're, they've, they've, they've done a good job this week. And you know, it's, it's only going to get busier. So but they're doing well. That's a sign of a good leader he puts over his team. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Enjoy WrestleMania. Cheers.